This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at fb.org. Good Monday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. The top trade official in the Biden administration says the most diplomatic options are being tried now to resolve a dispute with Mexico, but other avenues are also on the table. U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai addressed the U.S. Grains Council in recorded remarks today. She said both she and her deputy have raised the issue of Mexico's lagging biotech approval process and other ag trade concerns. We remain convinced that the best way to resolve challenges like these, in the first instance, is to have honest and candid conversations to find areas of alignment and to break logjams. The USMCA provides a forum for us to do just that, and I look forward to continuing these discussions and exploring other options as we assess our best strategic approaches to securing resolutions for our farmers and farming industry. She says talks with China also present big challenges. We have been holding direct conversations with China over the last several months to hold China accountable for the agricultural commitments made in the Phase 1 agreement. I will be honest with all of you because you are always honest with me. These are difficult discussions. It is clear that China's purchases have not fully met the levels committed under the agreement. And that's why we have been actively engaged with our counterparts in Beijing about how they plan to address these shortfalls. She says the administration plans to bring other allies on board to help address issues with China as well as use other diplomatic tools. One week ago today, the Department of Agriculture announced a $1 billion initiative to fund investments into the marketing of climate-smart commodities, but one major conservation group says it still needs to better understand the science at play. Adam Putnam is the CEO of Ducks Unlimited. Speaking to AgriPulse at the annual gathering of the National Association of Conservation Districts, he says the available data paints two different pictures for the kinds of conservation the group employs. When it comes to water and wetlands, DU can run. When it comes to the carbon market, uh, we're taking it one step at a time. I think there's a lot of snake oil out there. I think there's a lot of people taking great risks to be first and just hoping that the fact that they're off doesn't catch up with them. That's not how we operate. We haven't been around 85 years kind of flying by the seat of our pants. We're a science-led organization, and we're trying to better understand the science as it relates to carbon in wetlands and grasslands. He says the organization is working with universities to better understand the carbon sequestration potential of wetlands, but it doesn't appear to be as carbon-rich as something like timber or forestry. Native grassland conservation does show stronger sequestration potential. If you watched the Super Bowl last night, you saw more than just a Rams victory and, in my humble opinion, a heck of a halftime show. There was also an advertisement for an electric vehicle and its climate benefits during quite a few of the commercial breaks. But the biofuels industry says it has a path to emissions reduction of its own. AgriPulse's Hannah Pegel has more. A biofuels leader says the ethanol industry has the figures to back its claims for lower carbon emissions. Speaking on this week's Open Mic, Growth Energy CEO Emily Score says she is confident the research proves ethanol's life cycle analysis reduces carbon emissions. I know that we can verify that. We've got science already. We're continuing to make sure that the most up-to-date science is available and visible. The second part is getting regulators to incorporate that into their modeling, into their policymaking. That's just going to take a much bigger lift because we're changing a modeling, we're changing attitudes. So it requires more more conversation, more education. I think we can get there. We have to get there. 
You can hear more from SCORE and her thoughts on how renewable fuels can provide relief from high gasoline prices in her open mic interview on agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Hannah Pegel. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. When it comes to conservation and sustainability, America's farmers and ranchers are literally the boots on the ground. Every day and every season, farmers and ranchers are looking for ways to do better and help fulfill their mission to produce our nation's food, fiber, and fuel. It's just what they do. Learn more at fb.org forward slash sustainability. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.